I wish you could all see Jason right now. <laughs> he has this Pistol Pete dance. I, I kid you not. If people didn't know, they would think that you went to University the U- of Oklahoma. University of Oklahoma it because kinda, that's your dance move. For some reason, our intro music reminds me of that um, Paul Simon and Chevy Chase video, You Can Call Me Out. You can call, call me, me out. out. Do, 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 do. I'm horrible if I don't have the music behind me. I, mean, I, got the beat, I the music, thought it was pretty good. I, I I'll give really you a, I'll give you a 9.4. Awesome. That's better than any belly flop contest I've ever won. <laughs> so right before I hit record, uh, Jason admitted openly to everyone in the studio. So talk about my diarrhea? Well, I wasn't going to go there, but oh, I was going to talk I didn't about know where the boundary was. Oh, good segue. Good segue. I was going to talk about his fried chicken oh, that yeah. he decided to eat last night. Mm. It's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. And that's why we are talking boundaries today. Yeah. You got to set those boundaries. Life is full of boundaries. Full of boundaries, relationships, food, money, emotions, emotions. We have what to can set. We say what can't we say? Where, what, where, where do we put our own boundaries on ourselves? Yes. So let's talk about this. God, where do we start? <laughs> well, let's start by saying welcome to the Living Lucky Podcast. I'm Jana. I must be Jason. And we are living lucky. I, I will say I that. I feel like we are. But recently, we have been talking about boundaries in our household, and mostly that started because we've had some toxic relationships. In the bedroom. No. <laughs> Don't go <Not> there. there. <laughs> <laughs> a nickel. Don't go there. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, here's where it all started. When someone texts you, when someone sends you a text... And say you're busy. Isn't that the point of having text is you send a text in case someone's busy, correct? Yeah. And so then if they don't respond to you right away, which I don't respond to anybody right away because my boundary is my time is my time. And I'm not going to drop what I'm doing just because a notification comes in on my phone. Yeah. So I I believe where everything gets kind of mixed up in the world is people are confusing instant messaging on a computer system where you can tell someone is online in the present moment. Mm -hmm. Now you can't tell what they're doing online, but you can tell they are online and then you send an instant message. Okay. So it says the person I'm trying to reach is online or their computer system says that they are online. I'm going to send them an instant message. Okay. Which I would think should solicit an instant response. No, no, well, no. Well, theoretically, because it's almost like saying, hey, I'm speaking to you. We're in the same room because we're both online. But a text is no, nothing similar to that. Okay, that's where my my expectations are completely different. Right. I feel that if somebody's sending me a text, then it is at my leisure whenever I'm available, which could be later tonight, or it could be in two or three days. It's like an ongoing 
conversation. Mine could be years because if, a, if you don't ask me a specific question and there doesn't need to be a response, if you're just saying hello, then I might just say, I may never oh. respond until there's a reason for me to get back to you. I'm with you there. That <laughs> I'm totally with you. I send messages with no expectation like, oh, that's of nice. a response. They were thinking so of <laughs> when someone catches me as I'm out and about walking my dog and they say, so what's up? Are you mad at me or something? Because I sent you a text and you just gave me an emoji. You just held your finger on it and then hit the like button <laughs> or hit the heart or hit the ha-ha. Oh, now I feel like I'm <clears throat> on the defensive. Now I feel like you've put me on the defensive and I feel like you are crossing my boundary. Well, what you've because... done is put, you've put up your own fence if you've come at me like that, bro. <laughs> well, how do you how do you suggest that I handle that? Because well, it, comes it has like turned that, a little toxic. Well, I'm going to be real. If someone comes at you and says, "Hey, what's up? You ignored me on my text. All you gave me was a this or that." Well, a they're putting their expectations on you, so there might need to be a conversation had as. Hey, you can't see what's going on at my house or in my business or during my day-to-day life. So let's we can have a five-minute discussion on that right now, if you have five minutes, and let's discuss that I don't look at texting the same way you do. I don't look at voicemails the same way you do. I will return voicemails in this specific time or text at this specific time if I see that it requires a specific response. But I don't respond to my family members, my friends. It, it, my customers know when I'm going to respond back. I mean, it's once you, you train people how to re, how to react to you. I don't allow people to put their expectations on, on me. me. Thank <clears throat> you. That's how I feel. But a lot of people don't have those boundaries set up, it, and it takes a while to train people. Well, let out. me tell you how this conversation went because it went directly to. I care much more about this friendship than you do, Jana. That can't be true. You, and, you can't put qualifiers on things like that. And then <clears throat> I, mean, I, I believe you. That's where that's where it went. I I, I just listened, and, and then it, it it ended by this person saying, "You know, I just want a friend that can." put as much into the relationship as I do. So, and so then I responded by saying, I'm not that person. Well, that reminds me of a parable of the rich person going in and offering $20 to the offering plate and the person with nothing that goes in and offers $20 to the offering plate. So if someone has all the time in the world and they offer and they want to spend all the time with their friends that they have, mm-hmm. that's one thing. If you have no time at all and you give whatever small amount of time you can to a friend, mm-hmm. does, does that make you less of a friend? No. So I say if you're giving what time you can to your friends, that needs to be enough and be as valuable, if not more valuable, than someone who has all the time in the world and can spend more time with each individual friend. 
But from their perspective, they're not seeing it like that. Right, because what they, they feel like they're always giving of time because that's not their valuable, their, their most valuable resource. When I finally said, you know what, if that's what you're looking for, then I'm probably not the friend for you. Then it went to... You're not going to fight for our relationship. You're not going to fight for our friendship. And then I felt like I'm better off not saying anything. I pulled a Jason. Sometimes when Jason and I, when I try to pick a fight with Jason, he just shuts up. That's what I did. Shut up and listen. Yes. I just shut up and listen. Because this might be like a love language thing. So what's your most valuable resource? Is it time? Is it money? Is it gifts? And it's because, I don't know. There's, when you don't have time, I mean, we talk to people, we talk to some of our You know mentors. what, Jason, that is so good. That is so good because we all are, we all get our cup filled in different ways. And when we're talking about friendships and relationships and colleague work, any sorts of connections that we have with people, we all tend to give differently and we all tend to receive differently. There's acts of service, there's time, there's conversation, gifts, touch. I know touch is one. I'm not necessarily, I don't really like, like it when people hug me. Or pat you on the head. I hate that. Don't pat me on the head. I'm not a pet. I don't know why. I roll up and people think because I'm short and sitting that they can just <laughs> pat my head. You can't. Yeah. Well, it's like my best. I have two best friends, really. And I haven't seen, I've seen one of them in the last three years and the other one in probably five or six years. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Now, I've got other good friends and I might see them once a year. Um like Brian G. Maybe see oh, let's don't name names. Um, well I've seen I've seen Oh no. Now they're gonna be listening. Brian uh probably eighteen months ago. Actually it was way well before COVID. Brian G. You yeah. said Brian G. <clears throat> let's be specific yeah. since we're naming names. <laughs> so, I mean there's a couple there's several of our mentors have even said they might have time to see someone once a year for dinner. Mm-hmm. And and that's I mean that's good, I think. <laughs> hey, do you want to be friends? Do you want to be our once a year friends? Because that's really what we have time for they these say you days. Should have, you, you should have ten people that you have dinner with once a year. Um, maybe sometimes you can fit them in twice a year. You know that that really is having a dinner party once a month. That yeah. that really is what it comes down to. And I think that's a good number. And that's kind of. Like we've mentioned a couple of times, having a, a board of advisors for your life. Oh, I know. I'm you know? thinking about doing this. And that helps you I've with been, your boundaries. I've been thinking about doing this. In fact, the last couple of days, I've been making a, a big decision. And so I've been calling people that I really respect. Don't get upset if I haven't called you because I've probably tried and you just didn't answer my text. <laughs> In a timely fashion, which means you don't care enough about the relationship. But I, I've called a couple of people and I've said... Hey, I'm making a big decision in my life, and I was wondering if you wanted to be a board, a board of or an board advisor member. in my life. And I, I think it makes them feel really good. Like I, I think they almost get a little privilege or perk from it 
Little power boner. Oh, whoa! Is this kid friendly? Not, not that I want to give people power boners, but you know, hey, if somebody came to me and said, "Jana, I just really respect all of the decisions you make, and I, I think you are on a good trajectory. I would like you to be a board member of my life." I think, I think that might give me a power boner. Well, I th- how do we learn things? We learn things through our own personal experiences or through the experiences of others. Mm-hmm. And I mean, through reading and all that, we don't have time to read everyone's autobiography or listen to everyone, all their stories. So meeting with people, asking questions, bouncing ideas off people, the whole mastermind program is, is just underrated and so valuable. And having your own life board of a executive directors, you know. <laughs> it's a great idea, right? Board is a fantastic idea. I know. And everyone should Takes have that. Takes that one to the bank. It's kind of like their own life group for themselves. Oh, yes. And they're, and they're all Is that just, narcissistic, though? If I what? if mm. I said, okay, this group of friends, you guys are my my Jana life board members. That's kind of what, mm. that's kind of part of that decision that we're, we're looking at because we're building that small, very small community mm-hmm. with accountability partners in it true and that's where we're going to build that those board members in so it's kind of part of the whole thing so it's it's an exciting venture but i could see how some people might go i don't know i don't want to be responsible (laughs) that's that's a little all about me myself and i well well, when we started when we started talking about boundaries, the the analogy that came to my mind, and I, I kind of want to bring it up just because I want to get your opinion on it. But if you were walking by someone's house, mm-hmm. you, you know, like our neighbor Julie, I'll just I'll just be real. Yeah. Julie has a little garden in her backyard, and it's not very big. It's about the size of a six by six foot garden. Yeah. Correct. Got maybe eight. In it. Maybe eight by eight foot. So it's not like she's growing enough vegetables for the entire neighborhood. So what if she had a couple jalapenos? She does. And and you, Jason, goes over there and you start picking a couple and you bring them home. Am I getting in trouble? Well, did you cross a boundary? I don't think so. I think you might have. Because those call? are her, those are her jalapenos. Did she call you? No, no, no. Have Have you been picking her jalapeno? Is it jalapeno or jalapeno? Jalapenos. Have you been picking her jalapenos? Is it, is there a little inye on the top of the? I think it's jalapeno. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I have picked a jalapeno before. Oh, <gasps> you have? I have. How come you didn't share it with me? Because you don't like jalapenos. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's crossing a boundary. Because if... I didn't tell anybody about it. I I know, but those are (laughs) Julie's jalapenos. She's so sweet, she won't say anything. Okay, well, what if everybody in the neighborhood goes over there and picks one jalapeno? Julie wouldn't have any jalapenos left. crossing a boundary. So you have to start standing up for yourself. At some point in your life, if you don't start setting boundaries, then you're going to get taken advantage of. Am I wrong? I would would say you are correct there. So let me just, let me just put it this way. Setting boundaries in your life is saying yes to yourself. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what boundaries mean. I mean, that's, that's why castles have moats. That's why there are fences around things. It's, it's so saying no, <laughs> saying no to other people. And I have realized that no is a sentence. You don't have to say no, thank you. Women, especially women, we we tend to to feel like we need to rationalize the no. You don't have to say no, no and why. you know, I, I I really can't that night, or no, you know, I, I would like to, but I just really don't have the resources and, right now. And don't make up a, a no. It's even better. The not answer to is give no. A reason because no. then you don't have to lie. Come, up, you don't have to give a something that can be. Can misinterpreted can, it, it can't be misinterpreted just say no no because if you don't want to do it and you just don't want to hurt someone's feelings like no i really just don't want to go i do not want to go spend four hours with you because that's reasonable there it doesn't matter how close of a friend you are with someone if you don't want to go sit in a hot boat with someone for four hours or sit on a hot, hot golf cart with somebody for four Four or five hours. You don't no. have to do that. No. Just say no. <laughs> no. And if Julie catches you stealing a jalapeno, I think she should say no. Jason, no. No. Pop me on the hand with a ruler. The answer is no. no. And I don't know why. Is it? Does it stem from our childhoods that sometimes we interpret no as a bad word? Ah. I just got in trouble or, oh, that's wrong. Or we feel, we feel guilty in saying it. Probably because we felt an emotion when we were told no. So we feel like we don't, we never, we never want someone to have to feel that emotion that we felt when we heard it. Probably. So that's, that, that would be my opinion on, on no. It's, I've gotten to a point where it's okay for me to just say no. No. no, I just don't. I don't feel like doing that. I'm. I'm not going to do that. No, I would rather not. Well, why not? Just I would rather not. That's all. That's all. Just no. no. Just say no. No is a sentence. Okay, what did we learn mm-hmm. today? No is a sentence. Setting boundaries is actually saying yes to yourself. And when you send a text, don't expect. Any type of response. I'm sorry. Don't expect a response. If you need a response now and they're that close of a friend, then don't send them a text. Go knock on their door. Give them a phone call. Some other form of communication. But if you send a text, that is just sending it out in the, the ether. Yeah. And don't expect them to know what your text means emotionally either. Oh, that's a good call. That's why we have emojis. (laughs) Don't expect me to know what your emoji means. Eggplant. (laughs) Eggplant crying. (laughs) Yes. I, I think emojis can have different interpretations too. So maybe we shouldn't go there. Anywho, make sure you check out some of our other platforms. Hit subscribe and hit the like. And if you could do us a huge favor, we are trying to get a few more downloads on this podcast. So if you feel so inclined, share this with a friend. That sounds fun, right? Oh, I guess sex. <laughs> oh. Don't cross the boundary, Jason. Yeah, add it to your... 
Don't cross the boundary. Just share it with your friends.